you know what? It shouldn't be April when we know how much taxes are. It shouldn't be interrupting our financial goals when I come to you and say, hey, you have a tax bill due and you weren't expecting it. What I've done is I've ingrained tax planning into the whole, you know, overview of finances in your business. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast, where we are helping business owners like you learn to love and implement systems in their business. From conversations about CRM tools like Dubsado or automating the ish out of your business to helping your system match the level of detail your business does. My name is Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with a plan, CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co. and someone who's just a little systems obsessed. I'm about to help make your life and business way more systemized so you can live a social lifestyle you love. Welcome to She Can Systemize. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize. I am your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am joined by Christy, who is a CPA and fractional CFO who empowers creative entrepreneurs to grow their business by taking away the stress of finances and creating strategic plans to scale. After working at a big four accounting firm with some of the world's largest companies, Christy realized the power and necessity of proactive financial planning to help businesses grow. Since then, she's launched her own firm, which focuses on just that. She also hosts a podcast called The CEO Wing Woman, where she brings on guests to discuss important topics about scaling a large business. So thank you so much, Christy, for joining us on She Can Systemize. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. We are recording this podcast in the thick of tax season right now. So I was just talking to Christy before we started recording and I was like, you know, this is a great topic to talk about right now, but also like on Christy's end is probably like, I am ready for tax season to be over. You will find me on a beach with a margarita in about 44 days. <laughs> you deserve every margarita. Okay. Because I just from like, I'm sure all any of us listening, I do my own taxes right now. Very soon, I will not be doing my own taxes. And but you know, for all of us of just doing one person's taxes or figuring out our own business, I can't imagine like doing it for a bunch of people. And I know a lot of people feel the same way with me with systems. They're like, that's why, you know, I pay you to do my systems because I don't want to do them, but I love them. But it's obviously your zone of genius. And I am super excited to have this conversation because I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with at no matter what point of business that you're in is taxes or even just talking about money in general. I feel like it's a little like taboo to talk about and I don't feel like it should be. And I love your transparency on talking about finances and like forecasting your finances and everything like that. So when it comes to taxes and everything like that, what all do you do at your company for your clients? Yeah. So really, you know, something that I learned is quite frankly, I might ruffle some feathers with this, but a tax professional who is just kind of typing in the numbers for you doing your return, don't get me wrong. That's great. And we need people out there like that. And it definitely helps because you don't have to know this stuff, but at the end of the day, they're not providing good value to you other than maybe your time back. And like, maybe, you know, and you get a, you get the return, right? Like it's done right. 
But for me, that's not someone who's saving you money. They're not somebody who's helping you plan ahead of time. So I came in with this approach of saying, you know what? It shouldn't be April when we know how much taxes are. It shouldn't be interrupting our financial goals when I come to you and say, hey, you have a tax bill due and you weren't expecting it. So what I've done is I've ingrained tax planning into the whole, you know, overview of finances in your business. So really, you know, at my firm, our goal is to work as your CFO. So think of these large companies who have CFOs. You don't need a full in-house CFO, but you might need a partial CFO just to meet with you once a month, talk about your cash flows, your forecasting, your taxes. So I have taken the tax component that is really traditionally a once a year, just get it done thing and integrated it into the planning of the business. So every decision my client makes when they buy something new, when they, you know, when they want to change things, when their revenue goes up, we're talking about, okay, how does this impact your profit, your cash flow, and your taxes? So it's just kind of a part of the entire planning process of the business. Then come the end of the year, my clients know exactly what they're going to pay in taxes. If they have a balance due in April, they know well ahead of time. So it's all just to really make it a lot more predictable. That is so helpful and is something that like, I feel like you saw a gap that was in the industry and your market and you filled that. And I am all about finding your secret sauce and like what sets you apart because that makes people that just like levels up the experience people are having with you. And obviously here at the Socialized Selco, we are all about client experience. And I'm the same way where, you know, if we're looking at a return on investment of hiring someone, yes, we're getting our taxes done. Awesome. Cool. Getting it done. But like you're saying, is it hitting us? And we're like, whoa, like didn't know this amount was coming and I was not planning for it. And I am not ready to be able to pay it, but you got to pay your taxes. You know, we, we're not trying to go to jail over here. So we got to be paying our taxes. And it's really important to be future forecasting what that's going to look like and always taking a look at your finances and the money that's coming in and the money that's going out in the investments you're making on your business. So I think that's so important that you have brought that part of your business into it because I'm sure your clients are really seeing that return on investment from working with you and feeling confident and feeling like that CEO that they are in their business. And it's no longer a side hustle or doesn't feel like a side hustle. It feels like an actual business. Exactly. And another thing I really focus on is education. You know, if you've ever had your return prepared and you see the number and you're like, I have no idea why this is what it is. I don't know what to expect in the future based on this number. You know, if I can work year round with clients to explain what things are going to change your tax situation, what do you need to let me know about? Or if you're going to go do X, Y, and Z, what do you need to consider? That makes them truly understand why this tax balance is what it is and what we can do to change it. So, you know, really having that access to know throughout the year and understand, you know, obviously not to the level I do, but a really high level understanding of why these things change our tax positions. So speaking of education and everything, what would you say are some tangible ways or steps that someone could 
tax prep year round if they weren't ready to bring on someone like you that could do it for them? What are some steps that someone in their business could take this coming year? Like say they've already paid taxes and now we're looking at this coming year, you know, tax season again is going to be here around the corner again, which Christy's probably like, don't even say that. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, it really does. You know, we say, you know, time moves fast, especially in the online world. And so how can someone prepare for next year's taxes and continue the cycle until they're ready to outsource? Yeah. So I would say the number one thing is be tracking your income and expenses throughout the year. I get a lot of people who will come to me and are like, can you prepare my taxes? And it's like, I need something to prepare it off. <laughs> like this is me being like, this is what I've been dealing with for the past few months. But the only way to know is to be able to track how you've been doing. So, you know, if you, there are ways you can DIY it, you can literally have an Excel spreadsheet. People, you know, some people sell some already templatized ones, or you can make one that's not going to be as pretty. All we need is the date of the transaction, what it was, the amount, and then like a broad category, because this is how you're going to fill out your tax return at the end of the year. And trust me or trust my brand new clients right now. You don't want to go do that for the entire last year in the next year. So throughout the year, you should be tracking this. So each month you can kind of look at how much profit you had that month and set aside maybe about 30% for taxes. Again, super broad overview, but if you do that, you should be, you know, pretty close to what you need to have by the end of the year. Yeah, that is so important because like you said, going back for an entire year and, you know, (laughs) yeah, not fun. And just those little steps and it could feel like a big step when you are doing it all at once for the previous year, but it really is a little task that you could do. You can set up, I know a lot of people do finance Fridays where they go in and on Fridays, they're going in, seeing and categorizing their expenses, looking at their revenue, their profit, and things like that. On Fridays, you can do it monthly. Do you have like a specific amount of time that you suggest clients to be tracking and going in, especially if they're using an Excel spreadsheet to make sure it's categorized and everything like that appropriately? Yeah. So, and I don't think I mentioned this previously, but the number one thing that makes this so easy and you should absolutely be doing is having a business only card, only business transactions on that. Like that's going to make it a lot easier because at the end of the month, and, and that's what I do, I do monthly, you can just go look at all the transactions. So I literally, it's funny because obviously I use Asana to plan my, my tasks and my tasks for my clients, you know, on the first of the month, yesterday it popped up hey, you know, start closing the books for the month, but also for my business too. And of course, mine takes, you know, last place in all of that. (laughs) But, you know, once a month, we're going in and reconciling all of that, categorizing the transactions, making sure that the balance, you know, according to, we we use QuickBooks, but making sure that that balance matches the bank balance. Um, And if you're just kind of doing it monthly, it shouldn't feel super overwhelming at the end. Exactly. It's like little steps along the way. And that's what this episode is about is tax prepping year round. So then when tax season hits, you're not overwhelmed. And especially because tax season is right after the holidays. So for me, I have two little December for me. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I have two little kids. And so Christmas is crazy. Like Santa, everything like, and I go all out with Christmas. 
And so when January hits, I'm a little exhausted. And then it's like, okay, tax season is coming. And so if you're prepping your business year round, and this is where really annual mapping comes into play too, of knowing where your energy levels are going to be at certain times of the year. And my energy levels are pretty low at the beginning of January. And so coming into then and then feeling really overwhelmed about taxes just doesn't sound fun for me. So I like to make sure I'm prepping year round. So then when tax season comes, I am excited because I already know that things are prepped. I can get things done quickly, already done my return, already received everything, you know, everything like that. And so it's really important to do this. So then you're not sitting there once tax season comes and then like, oh my gosh, like what did I just do to myself? Yeah, exactly. And just knowing that you can go into it and it doesn't have to be this daunting task of finding everything, recreating financial statements. It's really just, okay, here's the stuff. We have to plug it into the system, see how it works, and then move on. That is a much better um, feeling than knowing, you know, walking up to your computer and being like, now I have to find all my documents and I have to do all this. And then another just like little tip that I do And this really helped me when I got married and I was like, I don't know all the forms that my husband has or like whatever. I keep track. And this is also just kind of some personal financial management that I like to do, but um, I kind of keep a list of all our accounts. So it's like, you know, he has an IRA and I have a 401k, whatever all the accounts we have are, because some of those accounts will kick off interest and dividends at tax time that you have to know to go pick up those forms. So, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, I like updating the balance on those forms regularly so I can sit down and be like, okay, you know, where are we financially? But then also at tax season, that really helps me to say, what accounts do I have? Because if you're anything like me, you move all the time, you're terrified that a tax form will get sent to the wrong address. You don't really know where all your stuff is going. So if you know, hey, I had this last year, I always had this account, I need to go pull information from it. That makes it a little bit easier as well. See, this is why I really wanted to have Christy on the podcast (laughs) because you guys obviously know I love a good system. And this was like music to my ears listening to her talk about this. And this is something that we've recently started incorporating in our family dynamic because, yes, I have my business card. I am all about having a business account. That was one of the first things that I set up was my business card. So if you're out there and still using your personal card or your joint card with your spouse for your business expenses, get a business account because it's going to make especially taxes so much easier. But we have, you know, our business, we have our joint account, like we have all these other things. And so keeping track of those is so helpful. So then again, you know, with my husband, he left a company, started a new company. So then we had like different forms that were coming in, keeping track of like, did we receive those and everything like that? We sold a house, bought a house, like so many different things happened in this past year. And all of that impacted your taxes. All of it impacted my, it was literally like, I, w- I was sitting there and I was like, well, what did I do? Like all of these different things. Um, but by keeping track of those things, it it felt overwhelming at first, but then I'm like, I have all this. Like we have all these documents or I at least know all the documents that I need to gather because we've been preparing for this year round. And that is you know, makes a huge difference in your business. 
So you mentioned QuickBooks. And one thing I wanted to ask you was, are there any system tools for like taxes or bookkeeping that you one really recommend or ones that you really don't recommend? Because I feel like that's not talked about a lot is, you know, is this tool is great. This tool is great, but there's not like reasoning on why one tool may not work for your business or just inexperience from your clients' businesses. Yeah. So I, as somebody who is educated in, you know, finance and accounting, I personally really like QuickBooks because it is the most comprehensive for what I need to look at for a business. I will say it is not the most user-friendly if this is not your expertise or you don't really know what to do with it. I have seen quite a few. Honestly, I'm going to say all but one. If they were self-prepared in QuickBooks, come to me and are just kind of wrong. Um, So as much as I do love QuickBooks from a professional side, I don't really love people using it on their own um, because it's, it's just not the easiest. Um, so, you know, if you don't have that background or if you don't feel comfortable taking the time to learn it and figure it out, which I don't blame you, um, it's honestly not the most intuitive. There is a platform called Xero, X-E-R-O, that a lot of people say is a lot more user-friendly and they really love. I personally haven't been in it yet. That will be my post-tax season goal to explore that system. Um, But it is, same thing, kind of a bookkeeping system that allows you to categorize your transactions um, and do something very similar to QuickBooks, but in a little bit more of a user-friendly way. Um, I also... 10 of 10, recommend Gusto. I think I say this every episode I'm on. If you are going to pay anybody, I don't care if they're contractors, employees, you're paying yourself. I tell my clients the one thing, we do not mess around with payroll. You do payroll right. The government is very, very aggressive about making sure that payroll is done correctly. So I always recommend using a payroll tool to do that. Don't be Venmoing your contractors. Don't, you know, make sure you keep track of all that. Also, I love Gusto because personally, when I use it, I can send my um, candidate an offer letter through there. They can sign it. I have the contract in there. Then Gusto sends them, you know, the W-9 or whatever form they need based on the position I'm offering. And it will hold on to all those documents for you. So that if you know something were to ever happen, you needed anything, it's got them there for you. So I would say 100% if you have any sort of payroll that you're giving to contractors or employees, get Gusto. That is like my biggest non-negotiable. Yeah, that is so good to know because as a lot of people may know in my community, or if you're new to my community, I talk a lot about, you know, using a system tool as much as you can for your business. But if it's not right for your business and you need to find a different tool that you can utilize where, you know, everyone knows that I love Dubsado. I'm a certified Dubsado specialist. So a little bias here. Dubsado is not meant to be a payroll system. You know, you can bring your team members in there to help with, you know, your tasks and everything like that, but it's not meant for that. And so finding a tool that you can use alongside with your CRM for something like payroll is so important and something to be tracking, you know, your expenses and things like that, whether it's QuickBooks or zero or an Excel spreadsheet, whatever is your zone of genius. I am a system specialist and QuickBooks was overwhelming for me when I went in there. So to give you guys like an understanding, like 
I can pick up pretty much like any system tool pretty quickly. And that was like, it was a beast that I just did not feel comfortable with. And I know it's something that is easy to mess up or like do the wrong way. And then you give it to someone like Christy, you know, and then it's like all, you know, haywire in there. And so, you know, if you're not very tech savvy and things like that, maybe find something like Zero or just using an Excel spreadsheet for now. And then when you get to a point in your business, then outsource because something like this, taxes, payroll and everything is not something that you want to mess around with. Like Christy's saying, I wanted to bring up to the topic of 1099s. And I know this could be a a way longer conversation. And I know Christy has an episode of this on her podcast. So it's linked in the show notes. So definitely take a look at her podcast. But can you briefly explain 1099s and like who needs them and who doesn't need them? Because I felt like there was so much like gray area of information out there. And I would love just like a straightforward answer on 1099s. And I think this is going to be a very popular segment of this episode. Yeah. So I will say there has been some like legislative changes in the past few years on this. So that's why you're probably like, wait, we used to do it like this, or I heard this. And so I've heard that a lot lately. Yes, the rules are changing and welcome to the tax world. They change honestly every day. So who needs a 1099? Anybody that you paid over $600 and quite frankly, it's really good practice to just send it to anybody unless it was like, you know, $5. That's not worth your time. But who you paid via cash check or ACH. So if you guys hired me and I'm billing you through my payment processor and you know, you're going in, you're putting in your credit card, my payment processor will send me a 1099. You don't need to send me a 1099. But if you hire me and are paying me, you know, maybe you're paying me through Venmo, which I just said you shouldn't do. But if you're paying me through Venmo, if you're, you know, somehow transferring me money via ACH or just writing me checks, that at the end of the year will require me to get a 1099 from you. And I always tell people the way a 1099 works, because I don't think a lot of people know this, is when you send a 1099, Um, as an employer, and this is like an obligation, your tax return will say, did you send 1099s? So like, again, we don't mess around with this. So you will have two copies of the 1099. One gets sent to the IRS, so they know that that income should be reported. And then another gets sent to the person who received the income. So one of the ways that the IRS can kind of catch people not reporting income is they're like, no, this person paid you this money. We know you received it, so you should be reporting it. So that's kind of the background and how they work. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so like you said, your payment processor sends you a 1099. So then are you then uploading that with your taxes? And does it show up for every time someone pays you? Or is it like at the end, you know, you get like one that has information? Yeah, so it's just at the end of the year. um, And there, again, have been rules about have been changing a lot about how what that threshold is and all of that. But at the end of the day, my clients will send me 1099s. And I don't really have to report them anywhere on the tax return. It's just double checking that we actually picked up that income. 
because in theory, someone sends me a 1099 saying, hey, I paid you this throughout the year. Well, if I've been keeping my financial statements clean and good, I already picked up that income in my financial statement. So when you know I get 1099s or when my client gets 10 clients get 1099s, I will look at the aggregate total of the 1099s and say, okay, this is how much we the minimum at the minimum we got. Then I will look at their financial statements and I'll say, well, yeah, we've recorded much more than this. So yeah, we obviously took those into account. So a 1099 is honestly more of a reporting tool to help the IRS know who should be reporting income. If you are doing everything properly, you're already tracking your income and expenses, you have a financial statement, the 1099s you receive shouldn't really mean anything. Okay. That, I am like so thankful that I asked this question because I know a lot of people like worry about 1099s, stress about them, aren't clear on what they really are, especially with us being in the online space of having and paying subcontractors and things like that and not necessarily having someone on a continuous payroll, like not a full-time employee or anything like that. And so keeping track of those things and understanding them is so important because that is where the education behind taxes and finances is so crucial in the online space because it is not something you want to mess around with. And no one wants to get audited. No one wants, you know, anyone knocking down their door or anything like that, you know, looking for money that we were supposed to send. And so it's really important to understand these things. And 1099s are definitely something that there is a lot of gray area. But like you said, it's probably because things are changing. Yeah. But that is where I think you have to, if you're the one doing your taxes or your bookkeeping, stay up to date on these changes or find someone that stays up to date on the changes. And I also want to say right now, if there's any listeners who are listening, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do that, or I'm freaking out about X, Y, and Z, there is nothing that cannot be fixed. People are so anxious about taxes, and, and I get it. I prepare taxes for people for a living. I always say like my error and omission insurance is outrageous um, because it's, it's a huge liability. But there is truly nothing that if you are not um, fraudulently doing things wrong, if you are making a good effort to do things right and you want to fix it, there is nothing that can't be fixed. If you didn't file your 1099s before, let's go do it now. Let's make it right so that you can write on your return. Yes, I did it. If you haven't filed taxes for a few years and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm anxious. Let's file them. Let's make a payment plan with the IRS to catch up that money, right? It, some people get literally like paralyzing fear about, I can't, I can't do it. I did this wrong, whatever. Again, it, it might be a pain and it might cost you money, but at the end of the day, as long as you are trying to do the right thing, there's nothing we can't fix. Exactly. And I think continuing to put it on the back burner and put it on the back burner is really going to harm you and your business and your family. Like there's so many things that could come with that. And so it's really important to, like you said, make a plan. So if you haven't paid your taxes or if you're just feeling overwhelmed with everything, find someone that can help you find someone like Christy that can educate you, whether it is, you know, through her content, if you're not ready to hire her or to hire someone like Christy that can help you do this. 
because continuing to put things on the back burner and say like, oh, I'll do it later. And I know a lot of people, especially in this community of the wedding and event industry are about to be in the thick of busy season. And my least favorite phrase that I hear in this industry is, oh, well, I'll do it when busy season is over or I'll do it, you know, after busy season. Well, you know, there are so many parts of the year that are technically still busy seasons. There's engagement season. People get married at all different times of the year. Um, If you're in the wedding industry, I got married in January. I think like me and four of my other friends got married in the winter. And so it's not just, you know, because the summertime, yes, is really popular, but you can be busy year round. And so if we keep saying, I'm going to do it when I'm not busy. You know, we shouldn't want a lull in our business. Yes, we can take time off and things like that, but we don't want a lull of a time of we're not doing like anything at all, unless it's like a planned vacation kind of thing. And so saying, oh, I'll do my taxes later or, you know, then later turns into next year. And now we're behind on taxes for three years. And that is going to be very overwhelming to get caught up on. It's not impossible, like Chrissy's saying, but it's really important to not put things on the back burner and just wait for a slow season in your business. Absolutely. Yeah. I I see that all the time. And, you know, that is kind of my goal with the ongoing. I, it is very unique in the tax field that people only offer ongoing subscriptions. I, I won't work with clients outside of ongoing, but the reason for that is because we need to be doing, like you said, little things throughout the year to get us there at the end of the day so that the end of the year isn't overwhelming for you, but also me, because I want to make sure that I have the capacity in April to do my best work and am not trying to catch everything up from the entire past year. So um, yeah, definitely very important. So when would you say that someone in their business, like when would they maybe know that they are ready to outsource something like their taxes and their bookkeeping or have a CFO on their team? Like when would someone maybe know looking at their finances or where they're at in their business that they are ready to make that move and stop doing the DIY route? So I would say, you know, the first step is just getting someone to prepare it. You know, there's different levels to this. First step is getting someone just to prepare your tax returns. If you feel anxious about it, if you like looking at the return, like makes you want to cry. If you don't sleep at night because you're anxious about it, hire it out. Like it's not worth your sanity um, for return prep. For when we start to look at tax strategies, which is one of the first levels of the service that I offer. Um, and that's really strategizing how we can pay less taxes and how to really get you set up in an optimal way. I would say at about seventy dollars to $80,000 in profit is when we can start doing some unique things with your entity structures and we can change things around that, quite frankly, I wouldn't recommend you doing without a professional helping you. So that level is when I would say, all right, let's get professional books and taxes and a strategy. And you know, there you can totally outweigh the cost of that person to how much you think they would save you. I always let my clients know, here's how much this would save you and here's how much my services cost. It doesn't always cover you know, the full savings, but sometimes, again, a portion of it is their sanity. So that is when I would start looking more in depth at taxes. Um, once you start to have a multi-six figure business with multiple employees, um, contractors, you're just, there's a lot going on. There's, I always say there's a lot of money coming in and there's a lot of money going out. 
that is when I would start looking at somebody like a CFO, someone to help you really manage the cash flow in their business. That's a big one I see in this industry. You know, we get a lot of cash in the door when we have big booking seasons or when we have big um, event seasons when people have to pay their invoices. But the other seasons, you know, we're kind of in a lull. Like you said, it, it's, it's lower, right? The cash infusion is lower. And so, um, when you do still have people you have to pay during those times, how do we plan for that? How can we predict to make good decisions? When should we be raising our prices? What are we actually making on events? All of that is the things I'm looking at with a client who is kind of in that CFO place. Yeah, that's great. And I think that having the service that you have is so beneficial for someone because you know, I'm sure a lot of times people are, you know, starting with you obviously at that strategy point, because we talked before the episode that, you know, in order to get your tax prep services and stuff like that, someone needs to have done, you know, that strategy part with you. And so it helps someone build that, you know, you're building that lifetime value with your clients of continuing to work with them, but also that client of yours is having someone that truly knows the ins and outs of their business and knows their cash flow and their their lull times and things like that because you have been working with them and seeing it throughout the year as opposed to just getting someone, you know, right at tax season that like just doesn't know all those things and then there could be a lot more back and forth but I get to, you know, starting where you need to start when it comes to hiring someone, um, especially if you've been doing everything on your own and then now just, you know, wanting to get someone to help with your taxes. But I think a service like you have is so beneficial for this industry because having someone that truly knows the ins and outs of your finances, your business cash flow and in and out is so crucial, especially when it comes to tax season. So the last question I want to ask you, Christy, is just if there's any other, like the number one mistake or anything that you see clients or people in your community do when it comes to their taxes or bookkeeping for their business. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, the first thing really is just not preparing ahead of time for taxes, getting to April, or even if you extend getting to October and looking at that number and being like, oh my gosh, I don't have this saved. I don't know what to do with this. And that's when we start to see you dig yourself into that hole. Like now I'm avoiding because I don't want to deal with it and just dig yourself deeper and deeper. So I would say, you know, not planning ahead of time, whether that looks like getting with someone who's going to be a CFO or a strategist, or literally just an Excel sheet and set aside 30% of money. Any of those are ways that you can be planning ahead and and just don't avoid it, honestly, is is the biggest thing I'm going to say. Obviously, depending on where you are, there's different pitfalls, but at the end of the day, do something proactive about it. Well, thank you so much. I know this episode is going to be so helpful for anyone in any industry, really, because anyone that has an online business or has a business is, you know, doing taxes. And so this is going to be really helpful. And I really appreciate you joining us, Christy. Where can anyone connect with you? Or how could someone get in touch with you if they are looking to learn more about what you do? Or she gives so much education about this topic on her socials and on your podcast. Yeah. So you can find me on social media, um, mostly Instagram or TikTok. And my handle is at it's Christy Bowie. 
Um, my website is chrissybuoy.com. And then my podcast is The CEO Wing Woman. So just available anywhere you listen to your podcast. Awesome. And we will have all that in the show notes below for you guys. So definitely check Christy out. I know we want to have her back on the podcast to talk about finance forecasting. Um, We touched on it a little bit here on this episode, but I know we could talk on and on when it comes to finances because you know, taxes may not be the sexiest topic, but I know money is for everyone, Uh, money in and everything. So thank you again for joining us, Christy, and we will see you guys on the next episode of She Can Systemize.